This is the Purpose Church Podcast. We exist to help every person live on purpose. It is our prayer that this message helps you experience God in a brand new way. All right, a little bit of wisdom. A little bit goes a long way. Have you ever thought, like, have you ever just been praying and you're like, God, I, I just wish I knew what the right thing to do was. Like, if I knew the right thing, I would do it. God, just please show me what the right thing is. Well, this series is strategically designed after this one to help us grow in wisdom after we've been working on habits and prayer to bring God's wisdom into it. And you'll see on your seat, there are some invite cards. And the purpose of this is to help resource you to share your faith, to invite people to hearing a message that will help them live on purpose. And in fact, wisdom is the number one search topic on the YouVersion Bible app. And I don't know about you, but I find myself praying every single time I pray, I'm like, God, just give me wisdom. Give me wisdom as I lead. Give me wisdom as I study. Give me wisdom in my parenting. Give me wisdom in this one particular area. Like I pray for wisdom a lot. And this series is going to be helpful to you in in learning some biblical principles and how we can walk in God's wisdom. Because a little bit can go a long way. So that's next Sunday. Take these cards, use them to invite somebody and Uh, Before we start next Sunday, guess what? We still got today. We got today. This is part three (laughs) of Greater Reward, where we've been talking about what we want most and then what we want now. What we want now and what we want most. And, And I don't know about you, but for me, those are two very different things. For me, I want, I want my, I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to have endurance. I want to outrun my kids. I, that's like my physical, but what I want now is that mint Kit Kat. Have you had it? It's, just, it's new. It's at the checkout every single time. That's what I want now. What I want now is never what I want most. And what I want most is not what I want now. So we've been in this series, Greater Reward, how we can cultivate habits that will help us become the people that God has destined us to be. So today's message is titled, Don't Give Up. Don't give up. That just might be the message that you need to hear today is don't give up. And I believe that this is an important message for us today as we're coming out of the season of 21 days of prayer. We've started cultivating some habits. We've started implementing some things in our lives. And how can we keep that momentum going? How can we help the dominoes to keep falling over in the right direction? And and talking about some biblical truths and practical ways that we can live that out. I want to share a couple of resources with you before I jump in. If if you are fired up about this topic and you are ready, um, it is what we had a guest speaker a while back. He called it an I-H-H-E moment. I have had enough. And I don't know about you, but it's a powerful thing when you come to that I-H-H-E moment. When you decide, I have had enough being broke. I have had enough not working towards this goal. I have had enough of... You fill in the blank. When you get to that moment, it's a powerful um, way that you can channel that energy to real life change. And so if you are really enjoying this content, I would suggest to you both of these books. The one on the left is called uh, Compound Effect. And if you're familiar with who Craig Rochelle is, he says that he has all of his children read this book. He's a leadership guru. He's a pastor of one of the largest churches in the world. 
he has his children read this book. He also has anybody who wants to marry his children read this book. And I just didn't even know that I could do that in the future. So I put that in my pocket when I heard him say it. And I was like, I'm gonna boss those children around too someday. So Compound Effect, highly recommended. Also the other book, uh, the title's in yellow, makes it a little tough to see, but it's called Atomic Habits. And to be honest, most people who talk about habits are just quoting Atomic Habits. <laughs> so that's a great book to read. I highly recommend both of those for you to help you continue to cultivate great habits in your life. And I was wondering if you have ever looked at successful people around you. Maybe they're successful in business. Maybe they're successful even in their own personal ministry. Maybe they're successful as parents. And you're wondering, how did you become successful? And then maybe you get a little sour towards it. We're like, I think they just had a few lucky moments. I think maybe they just, they had a better upbringing or they've had more opportunity or maybe more finances to help resource them to it. But I, I think maybe they just were lucky. They had the right opportunity. They had a lucky break. And what we're gonna unpack today is that it's actually, it couldn't be further from the truth. That it wasn't luck that got people into success, but it's habits. It's, it's doing the right things consistently over time that leads people to success. Because successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Consistently, it requires patience, determination, consistently over time, being very intentional. Success is never accidental. Success is not luck. We don't just fall into success. It requires a lot of patience. Nobody wakes up one day and says, oops, I just fell out of debt. I don't know how that happened. I just kept spending everything that was coming in. I have no idea how I fell out of debt. I just... I just was spending and spending. I looked up one day and all my debt was paid off. It was amazing. Nobody says that. But what they do say is I was very intentional. I was very determined. I, I, was, I was very um, faithful. I was very consistent for many, many, many days. Made a, made a series of small, smart choices along the way. And they chipped away, chipped away, and chipped away at debt. You don't fall into it. Nobody wakes up one day and they're like, whoa, I don't even know how we did that, but we are celebrating 25 years of amazing marriage. I don't know how we did that. We just, we just fell into a great marriage. She's just so wonderful or he's just so wonderful. It just, it just kind of accidentally happened over time. We fell into a great marriage. Nobody says that. No, what they will say is we were very intentional. We were very intentional. We, were, we said, I, I'm sorry on purpose. We asked for forgiveness on purpose. We were intentional to be selfless. We were intentional to serve. We were intentional to grow. It was lots and lots and lots of small, smart choices consistently over time that led to a great marriage. Nobody says, whoops, I'm just so close to God today. I don't even know how that happened. I was just a sinner living a sinful life, cussing all the time. And then one day I woke up and instead of cussing, I said, praise the Lord. And now I'm just so close to God. I don't even know how. That's not true. What happens is over time, there's lots of consistent, small, smart choices of waking up early, doing 21 days of prayer and fasting reading your Bible, being in small group, serving on a team, crucifying your flesh daily, daily, daily. It's a daily walking with God. You don't just fall into a close relationship with God. It's intentional, small, consistent choices over time. 
Because we all have good intentions, right? This is what we've unpacked in this series is that we all have good intentions. We all pretty much want the same thing in life, but we have very different results. And the reason why we have different results is because of the, the small choices along the way. Because intentions don't determine our direction. If intentions determine direction, we would all be successful in all these areas, right? So intentions don't determine direction. Actions determine direction. It's our actions that do. Hope is a good thing. The Bible tells us hope is a good thing. But hope alone is just something that lives up in the clouds. Hope, hope, hope does not change our future. Habits change our future. And hope doesn't change our life Habits change our lives. So the life you want, whether it's in business or marriage, parenting, in in your own academic journey, in your relationships with friends, maybe even if you're pursuing sports and school, the life that you want is never the result of a few big lucky choices. But it's always the result of countless, consistent, seemingly small decisions done over time. It's the small things that nobody sees that leads to the results that everybody wants. So the problem is when you do the small right things for a long time, or you don't do the small wrong things for a long time, it can feel like you're not really moving the needle. Like it takes a lot of effort to not, when we were fasting, it took a lot of effort to not eat certain things. And even over time, it maybe takes a lot of effort to not just spend everything and to save and to pay off debt. It takes a lot of effort. And what happens is that we wrongly conclude that these small decisions aren't making a difference. Because it takes a long time and we get frustrated. And that's why today is called Don't Give Up. it, it's in our, we see this lived out in our lives when it comes to exercise, when it comes to diet. You're like, I prayed for five days and I still cussed when there was traffic, but I've been praying for five days. Or I've been, I've been getting up early to read the word and I still fill in the blank. We get frustrated. We're like, I've been exercising. I've been working out. I've been doing this. And, and the needle has not moved at all for my weight. It's frustrating. It's discouraging. And it's in those moments where we tend to give up and we tend to quit. So today is titled, Don't Give Up. It's the small things that no one sees that leads to the results that everybody wants. I want to share these verses with you that I believe are packed full of power and can be prophetic for you in every area of your life. Every area of your life. Let's look at it. It's in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 9. And it starts off by saying, do not be deceived. Another word for dece- deceived could be pulled away. Like don't, don't be led astray. In our common vernacular, we might say, don't be stupid. <laughs> like do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. And that word mocked is like a, a one who turns their nose up at it. So it starts off by saying, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. And then we're given a law here. And these are gonna be the things we unpack today. There's a law that says, a man reaps what he sows. We will harvest what we plant. It says, whoever sows to please their flesh, which by the way, it's not talking about skin. It's talking about sin. Sin, not skin. Talking about our, our, our nature is that of sin. Lena was talking last week about his, his nature is not to get up early. His nature is not to be disciplined. He said, my nature is to lay on the beach. And he's not lying when he says that. Like we have beach songs playing at our house almost all the time. In fact, the other day I came home from running errands and our youngest Bradley Jones met me at the door singing at five o'clock somewhere. So like, there's our nature. 
I was like, well, my nature, you would probably find me on the patio of a Mexican restaurant eating enchiladas and chips and salsa, jamming to some mariachis. Like, that's my nature. That's my nature. Also, our nature is just that of sin. When, when especially I think in schools, students, honestly, lots of people this obsession with what's your orientation? And we've got so many options. Are you, what's your orientation and this and that? Look, at the end of the day, we're all oriented towards sin. And that's our problem. Is that our orientation is that of sin. That's, that's our flesh. Our flesh is that of a sinful nature. So the word is saying, when you sow seed to the flesh, you reap a harvest. These are not my words, this is the word here. It says, from the flesh, you will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, whoever does what is God honoring, then from the spirit you will reap eternal life, which is this amazing gift of grace that God gives us. So if you reap to the flesh, you sow, if you sow into the flesh, you reap destruction. If you sow into the spirit, you reap eternal life. And then it says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And that's the title for today. So there are three laws of sowing and reaping. And and the thing about a law is that it is always true. In any science class you ever take, when you have to learn all these laws and all the things, they are only discovering and teaching that which God has set into motion. So like the law of gravity, none of us have ever fallen up. We all fall down because gravity is a law. Every time, always, never once have I done anything but fall down. Because of gravity. These are laws. They are always, always true. So here, here are the three laws that we're going to unpack today. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And you reap after you sow. That comes in a different season. And so my hope and my prayer for us today is that as we unpack these truths, that we will let the word of God go deep into our hearts and change us from the inside out. Not behavior modification, but knowing who we are in Christ and becoming more of who he's already called us to be. There are some things that God cannot do for us. God cannot renew our mind for us. But when we're presented with the truth in God's word, we have an opportunity to be open to it and to allow it to renew our mind. If we can see the truth for what it is. There's this quote by C.S. Lewis I want to share with you. And it says, looking comes first. Remember when we were fasting and I was like, here's what I've learned is that if I look at it for too long, I'm going to go get it. There's a powerful thing about our eyes. Looking comes first if you are ever to find the life that you want. Always, always, first, the eyes. Joy is a function of gratitude and gratitude a function of perspective. You only begin to change your life when you begin to change the way you see. So my prayer for us today is that you will change the way that you see the potential that God has for you and that your heart and your eyes will be open to that. So let's pray. Lord, I pray today that the eyes of our heart will be open to the truth of your word. And God, that it's not my words, but your words that permeate deep into our heart, into our spirit, and that our minds will be renewed by the truth that we see today. Lord, would it be done in your will, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so our first law of sowing and reaping is that of you reap what you sow. 
And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. If you've been here before, you've, you've heard me talk about this ideal version of myself that homeschools and homesteads and grows things, but I, I actually can't. Um, in fact, one time Abby gave me a gift. It was a plant. It was this beautiful plant. It was so beautiful. And I'm so bad at it that I actually thought this plant was fake. And so I put it in our entertainment center, which is black. I put it into this cavernous place to bring some life and beauty to this black. Not only does it not have fresh air, it has none air, like none air, none light. It's, it's in there. And four months later, I was cleaning and I pulled that plant out and I was like, this fake plant is like molding. <laughs> it was a real plant. It was a real plant. I texted Abby, I was like, I had no idea that you gave me a real live plant. And so I tried my best to revive the plant. Um, and now a fake plant resides in the beautiful pot of the plant. But, <laughs> but we're going to play a game. And as, as I was buying these seeds, I had all the children with me. Uh, also, there are only three. But sometimes when you're at the store, it feels like 12. They multiply. They multiply. But I was buying these seeds and they're like, oh, mom, can we plant these seeds? I was like, look, I'm just going to level with you. I'm not that person. I don't like slime and I can't grow stuff. I wish that when a recipe called for parsley, I could just walk out back to this beautiful herb garden and like chop up some stuff. That's not me. I can't do it. I'm not even gonna try. I've tried, I can't. It's me. But if you're on the front row, students, I'm gonna need your help, okay? Help them people see in the back. So I'm gonna, we're gonna play a little game. I'm gonna hold up some seeds and I want you to tell me what the harvest is we will reap from these seeds. This is, this is not a trick, it's just a game. So relax, okay? All right, the first one is also... I know, like if you work curbside, it's tough to tell the difference between some of these things. And we never know until it's time to saute up some zucchini that turns out to be cucumber. However, what do we got here, y'all? Can you see it? It's squash. Summer, oh, it says zucchini. Summer squash is zucchini. Look, I'm learning a thing up here with y'all. <laughs> the children have spoken. It's a zucchini. And if I plant this zucchini, what will I grow? A zucchini, sometimes, sometimes will I grow zucchini or sometimes will it be something different? It will always be zucchini. Every single time, if I plant these zucchini seeds, I shall grow a farmer would, a farmer would, not me. I'm not your girl for it. All right, tried to color code them so you didn't think I was trying to trick you. Got this yellow thing. If a farmer, or maybe you, were to plant these corn seeds, what would that person grow? Sometimes, every time, every single time you plant these corn seeds, you will grow corn every single time. All right, what about these delicious orange things? Carrots. All right, if you or a farmer or someone else besides me were to plant carrot seeds, what would someone besides me grow? Carrots. Sometimes would you grow carrots? Sometimes would it be something different? You can only grow what you sow, right? The more you know. If you plant seeds, you will reap a harvest from those seeds that you plant. Y'all did good. Y'all got three out of three. Good job. Paul says it this way. He says, if you plant godly habits, then you will reap godly outcomes. And the thing about sowing and reaping is that the opposite is also true. If we continue to sin, if we continue to be disrespectful to people, if we continue to be hateful or judgmental or selfish, we're also going to reap those things, but even to a multiplying factor. Hosea 10, 13 says this, it says, but you have planted wickedness, you have reaped evil. And this is true for every area of our life. 
Why would you expect ever a good thing to come from doing the wrong thing? If you show up to work late, half-hearted, and you do some of the work some of the time, you should not expect a promotion because you reap what you sow. If you sow seeds of lust, impurity, pornography, uh, maybe there are seeds of just using people to your own gratification, you will not reap a harvest of a loving, fruitful marriage. Almost 70% of marriages that are struggling, there is a habit of porn use in the marriage. We cannot sow seeds of lust and reap a harvest of intimacy. We reap what we sow. If you eat anything you want and you never exercise and you celebrate Friday with a six pack and then you celebrate Saturday with another one and then you're like, oh, weekend's ending, let's celebrate with another one and you just eat whatever you want. You're like, I made it through Monday, let's have cake. And then they bring cupcakes on too. Like if you just live this way, you're gonna gain 30 pounds. You're gonna gain 30 pounds. I just wanna let you know that that is not punishment, that's a harvest. Those are seeds that were planted. So if you don't like what you are reaping, change what you are sowing. If you don't like the harvest, the challenge today is to change the seed. At the end of every service, we end with a response time where we have our prayer team come down. We have communion offered to you. And usually we have like a question or something for you to think about. If you read your weekly email, you got a little sneak peek because I sent the question to you on Thursday. But the question is, what is one area of your life where you would like to see a different harvest? Just one area. Where's one area you would like to see a different harvest and how can you start sowing different seed in one area of your life? If you try to do two or three or four or five, it's gonna be too much, you're gonna give up and you will have done none things differently. But if you can choose one and you can focus your energy on one and you can establish consistent good decisions in one area of your life and you can start to sow different seed in one area, 12 months from now, you'll begin to see a harvest if you will look for one area. So at the end of service, I'm gonna bring this question back and we're gonna bring that seed down, lay it at the altar and pick up the truth for what God has for us so we can begin to sow a different seed to get a different harvest. So you reap what you sow, that's law number one. Number two is that you reap more than you sow. What you sow, God multiplies. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus is telling the story of sowing and reaping. And he, he tells the story of uh, there were some seeds sown on the ground and the ground was hard and the seed didn't do very well. And then there were some seeds sown and there were lots of thorns and that seed didn't do well either. And then there was some seed that was sown in the soil and, and the seed landed on good soil and it produced an amazing harvest. It says this in Mark 4.20, it says, and the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest. Look at this from one seed. From one seed. So choose one area, one seed that needs to change. And it says there's, there's a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much has been planted. In other words, one seed, which I have in this bowl, I promise. I could be lying to you because it's so tiny you would not know. But in my tiny fingers is a tiny seed. <laughs> it's a little tiny mustard seed. It's here, I promise. I could be lying to you, but I'm not. It's here. From one tiny, it is a mustard seed. It's a little tiny seed. So from this one little tiny seed can, can produce a tree that has more and more and more. There's a radical, amazing harvest that comes from one tiny seed. So it may not seem like much today, but over time, that seed can yield amazing results. 
It's exponential harvest. God multiplies it. And you can see this in all areas of your life. If you smile at people, they will probably smile back at you. If you're kind to people, they will probably be kind back to you. If you are gracious to people, they will probably be gracious back to you. If you have a a spiritual gift of jerkiness and you're just rude and hostile and disgruntled with people, the chances are that's coming, that influence is coming back to you in a multiplied fashion because you reap more than you sow. If you are married, husbands, if you will be loving and honoring and cherishing to your wife, she will likely provide children for you. She will likely take these random ingredients and provide a beautiful meal. She'll take this box of a house and make it a home. You will get more than you sowed. But husbands, if you give her a hard time, you will also get more than you sow. I want to share an illustration with you from the book, Compound Effect. It's written by Darren Hardy. He has one big principle in this book, and it is that small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equals a radical difference. It's the compound effect. And so when we do the small things, the small right things consistently, over time we're planting the right type of seed at the right time of year and the right type of soil, God will make the rain come and then God is the one who produces a harvest to a radical difference. And in his book, he has an illustration that I'm gonna change up a bit. So if you don't like it, it's me, not him. You should still read the book. But in the book, he, he talks about three guys and they're from the same neighborhood. They're the same age. They have the same body type. They even make the same amount of money. So these three guys, we have Sammy the same, Billy better, and Wally the worse. And Sammy the same, Sammy the same doesn't do anything differently. He doesn't make his life better, but he's not making things worse. He doesn't complain. He's not striving. He's not making more or additional bad decisions. He's just kind of coasting in his life. So that's Sammy the same. And then there's Billy the better. And Billy the Better is making seemingly small, insignificant changes in his life to be better. Maybe those seemingly small things are just getting up a little bit earlier to spend time with God. Maybe those seemingly small things are that he's going for a walk a few times a week. And maybe those seemingly small changes that Billy the Better is doing is maybe he's cutting an unhealthy snack and replacing it with a healthy snack, which is 125 calories a day, which might not seem like much, Maybe he's joined a small group. He's committing one evening a week to go into small group. Faithful in church. He went to growth track on February 19th. <laughs> Billy Better, he, he's listened to leadership podcasts. He's growing. And it may not seem like much, but over time, even when he felt like giving up, he stayed in the game and he sees changes over time. And then there's Wally the worst. There's Wally the worst. And he's not just trying to stay the same. He's not doing anything to better himself, but he's actually getting worse. He's, he's starting bad habits where instead of cutting 125 calories a day, he started snacking on those mint Kit Kats every day. Now he's adding 125 calories a day, which 125 calories a day may not seem like much, but over time, it certainly does add up. And, and maybe he's just spending more time playing video games and he's, he's spending more time scrolling on his phone. Like he's making worse decisions. And it may not seem like much, but I want you to see this chart. And this is a really, really powerful truth that has, they have seen this 
from data and studies that they have done that you don't see changes, you don't see changes, you don't see changes. And it seems seemingly small, like nothing is happening. This tiny seed that is being sown is making no difference. And you have all three people on here. You have, you have Billy Better, you have Sammy the Same, and you have Wally the Worst. There's a very faint line. I don't know if y'all can see it from where you are, but there's this gray, black, and then like a light, light gray one. And for a very long time, we're on the same track. You can see none differences between any of them. Like even all the sacrifice that goes in for Billy, the better to go for walks and to cut those calories and all this overtime, not seeing any change, not seeing any change, not over six months. That's frustrating. And there, there's, a t- there's a real temptation to give up in that moment. Like, there's a, like you're saving money, you're chipping away at it. And, and you're maybe like, I'm not gonna online shop for 30 whole days. There will be no delivery truck coming to my house for 30 days. And your spouse is like, bet. <laughs> But if you don't, and you're like, at the end of those 30 days, you save $100. And you're like, wow, I'm gonna put that towards debt. So now instead of owing $37,500, you now owe $37,400. It just doesn't always feel like much, but that's, that's here. And that's here. And you're thinking I should see some results and it's here. And everybody's on the same track, but the data has shown that something really significant happens in month 26. And in month 26, everything changes. And what looks like overnight success is not overnight success. It's the things that you've been doing that nobody sees that's yielding the results that everybody wants. It's that you haven't seen the fruit from it, but what's been happening in your life is those things are not being wasted. They're being stored up. And I think about it before, before anything produces fruit in your life, before there's a harvest, before there's fruit, something significant beneath the surface has been happening, has been getting stored up. The roots have been going deep. They've been going deep. They've been healthy, the deeper, healthier, more of vitality that is in the root, the more the fruit will be healthy. But the fruit doesn't come before the roots have a chance to go deep. So month after month after month, these roots are going down deep, positive or negative. And then there's this turning point at month 26 where the trajectory changes at an exponential rate because you reap more than you sow, positive or negative. So Wally, the worst, he's down here. His marriage is struggling. He has gained 30 pounds. His confidence has taken a nosedive. This person, Billy Better, he's lost 30 pounds. His marriage is stronger. His relationship with God is better. He has more relationships in his life, not because it happened overnight, not because of a few lucky decisions, but because of the small, smart choices over a long period of time. Because you reap what you sow, you reap more than you sow, and you reap after you sow. And the thing about this chart that I want to point out to you as well is that it's easy and it's hard and they're flipped. Wally the worst chose what was easy over here. Now it's harder over here. Billy the better, he chose what was harder here. And now things are better for him here. So it's hard now, but what do you want most? And what do you want now? Because they're often not the same thing. And it may not seem like much when you're like, oh, 125 calories a day, but it adds up. Over this amount of time, Billy the Better consumed 117,500 fewer calories and lost 33.5 pounds. 
Wally the Worst consumed 117,500 more calories and gained 33.5 pounds. Together, that difference is 235,000 calories and 67 pounds. But it was, there's a real seat in my hand, small, small choices consistently over a long period of time. So you reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And we, what we're talking about, and Pastor Lena mentioned this, it's, it's the domino effect. We want to we wanna start the dominoes to going in the right direction. We want to start them going that way. In fact, uh, William McRaven, who is an admiral, wrote a whole book called Make Your Bed. You may have seen his TED Talk. I think it went pretty viral years ago. But it, the whole premise is make your bed because then you'll hang up your towels. And then you'll put away your clothes and then you'll put your shoes away and then your room is clean. And now you've, you've pushed the dominoes over towards being productive and to feeling good about yourself. And you can start those things if you will just make your bed in the morning. You wanna push those dominoes over. If you want to reap a harvest of intimacy and closeness and romance in your marriage, how are you starting the day with your spouse? Are you like chin checking on your way to the coffee? You're like, elbow shrug, like, do you start your day off with a good morning kiss with your spouse or a good, good morning kiss? Because they're not the same. But I promise you will reap a harvest if you sow seeds to get those dominoes going in the right direction. (laughs) So it's not what you do occasionally, but what you do consistently. So if you don't like the harvest that you are reaping, start sowing different seeds. We have to be consistent. And then you reap after you sow. So not to get discouraged when you're at the gym and you're going or you're saving and you're not seeing the results that you want. It's our small habits over time that develop our character. It's the consistency in that. And in so many ways, our entire, our entire lives are the sum total of all of the decisions that we make. In every action, we are choosing a direction. Every action is choosing the direction for where we wanna go, like on the chart. Every action is a vote for the kind of person we want to become. So if you want to become the best gamer that ever gamed in gaming life, then keep gaming. Keep voting for that person by that action of turning on the game console and picking up the controller and playing another game. If that's what you wanna become. If you wanna become the cutest, greatest TikToker whoever TikToked, then keep doing that. Keep voting for that and you vote for that based on your action. Every time you open an app and we spend time scrolling, that action is a vote for that person to win. But when we can wake up early, when we can spend time with God, when we choose worship music over Nicki McNasty, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> when we're sowing those seeds, We're voting for the kind of person we want to win. And so the question as we're closing is how do we judge the success of the day? How do we know at the end of the day, did I I do well? Did I do good? Did I make progress? Did I honor God? Are we working towards a harvest that honors God? And here's what I would suggest to you is that we judge the success of the day, not by the harvest we reap, but by the seeds that we plant, but by the seeds that we sow. That's how we judge the success of a day is by the seeds that we sow. Did we honor God today? Did we sow the kinds of seeds today that will reap a harvest of righteousness in the future? 
because you reap after you sow. You don't wake up one day and become that person. You sow seeds along the way. So the success of the day is, did I sow seeds today to reap a harvest of righteousness in the future? The word says to not be deceived, that God cannot be mocked, that we will reap what we sow. And that's why Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, at the end of the scripture, that's why he said, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So these choices, these habits, they are seemingly small, but they have an exponential outcome in them. Reminds me of a pot of water on the stove. And that pot of water really just starts off at room temperature. Maybe it's 65 degrees, 70 degrees. And you turn the heat up on it and it gets a little bit hotter over time. And maybe it starts off at 70 and it gets a little bit hotter, 75, it gets a little bit hotter, it's 90. Maybe it even gets all the way to 100. If you don't give up, it continues to heat up. 120, 140, 180, 200 degrees, that's hot. But it just looks the same to the eye. It looks the same, like nothing is changing, even though it's significantly hotter. 205, 206, looks the same but it's definitely getting hotter. 208, 209, 210, 211, looks the same. It looks the same as it did at room temperature. And then in one more degree, everything changes. Everything changes in one more degree and now this water is boiling. And this water isn't boiling now because it happened instantaneously. No, this water is boiling because it got hotter one degree at a time. One degree over time. It may not seem like much when it goes from 70 to 71, but it's sure everything is changing now that it's boiling at 212 degrees. Over time, if you don't give up, if you don't give up, there'll be a day that you wake up and your marriage is the way that you had hoped it would be. There'll be a day that you wake up and you are reaping the harvest that you had sown into raising your children. All the late nights and the early mornings and the sacrifices the staying after everybody else, the I'm gonna go one more rep. If you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. It's not an overnight success. Everyone will see that. They'll be like, man, that person, they just had a few lucky decisions, but you will know. You will know the small seeds that were sown consistently over a long period of time. You will know when you were insulted. You will know when you worked through a fence and still showed back up with a heart of grace. You will know the times that you failed and got back out there. You will know the times that you were hurt, but you chose forgiveness. You will know the times that you wanted to stay in bed, but you made yourself get up. You will know. All people will see is that boiling water. All people will see is the success, but you will know the seeds that had been sown into it over time. And it's not easy. It's not easy to bring a sacrifice that nobody else sees. It's not easy to not give up when you're sacrificing day after day after day and you're not sure if the needle is moving or not. But it is worth it. And maybe today all you needed to hear was a human being saying, do not give up. Don't quit praying. Don't quit fasting. Don't quit serving. Don't quit coming. Don't quit being open. Don't quit being vulnerable. Don't quit being in relationships. Don't quit leading. Don't quit. Don't quit because you will reap a harvest. So in closing, the way I want us to end our time together today 
is in our response time. And I want you to think about that one area where you'd like to see a different harvest. And this is true for all of us. I will tell you in my own life, there's been a harvest that I'm like, I'm just not really happy with, with the results that I'm seeing. And I would like to sow a different seed in that. So what I have done, my one small change, very small, is that I have disallowed my phone from going upstairs with me at night. I charge it downstairs, it stays downstairs, and I don't look at it for at least an hour after I wake up in the morning. Seemingly small. But the harvest that comes from that is exponential. It's multiplied. Because what happens is when I'm putting my kids to bed, and normally if I'm scrolling on my phone, there's something more entertaining and funny and interesting than like, brush your teeth. We do it every night, brush your teeth. Why are you just go like, I, this, is, this is more interesting at times. And then when they're looking for connection and they're ready to read or do their devotional or they're trying to talk to me or share their day, I'm now divided, which makes me irritable, makes me agitated. They're not getting the best of me. I'm, I'm short towards them in it. I don't like that harvest. So I'm gonna stop sowing those seeds. So now my phone is disallowed from coming upstairs with me. The books on my nightstand are grateful. They're like, hey girl, they've been waiting on me. And I'm just like, after I go through these things, that's not producing a harvest of anything in my life, but other things will. So I'm gonna start sowing different seeds. One small change over a long period of time. And I've been doing this, I think, since we started 21 days of prayer and fasting. So I go upstairs at the end of the day and I'm putting the kids to bed, telling them to do the same things we do every night. But instead, I'm not so divided. I'm not so pulled. I'm not so torn. I'm not so irritated because they're actually interrupting and not whatever, whatever. Like I'm present, er, I'm trying, I'm growing in it. I'm more available for them. I'm more welcoming to them. Like with like actual real, like come sit here. I'm ready for you. You're not interrupting anything. And you can judge me if you want, but I, I am weak and I am feeble. And if it's next to me on the table, even if it's off, I'm going to go for it. And studies actually show this. If there's even a, a phone in the room, it changes, changes our attention span. And because I know me, my phone doesn't even come up with me. I'll, I would walk across to my own room and get it. I'll go get it. But if it's downstairs, the stairs, now that's a game changer. Most of my parenting choices are made. Is it upstairs and am I downstairs? So if it's downstairs, even if I hear it ding, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm gonna catch you tomorrow because there's stairs. I'm better for my kids. I'm connecting more with my kids. And that's the harvest that I want. That's the harvest that I want. So I'm gonna start sowing different seed for that today so that I can reap that harvest later. But for you, what is your area? For you, do you wanna pray more? Do you wanna read your Bible more? Do you wanna exercise more, cut 125 calories a day? Do you wanna grow in relationships? Like, what is it that I believe God in the power of his Holy Spirit speaking to you right now in this moment about one harvest in your life? Where can you start sowing different seed? And the invitation today is that you would boldly bring that seed that you've been sowing and lay it at the altar today. Like crucify that seed today, put it in the ground, give it up. And in exchange, we pick up God's best for us. We pick up God's seed, like intentionality, living on purpose, crucifying our flesh, the invitation today is this great exchange. You can come and lay down at the altar a phone obsession 
and pick up connection with those who matter most in your life. We can come and lay down sowing seeds into the flesh. Maybe it's a lust, pornography issue. Lay those seeds down and pick up purity, pick up wholeness, pick up intimacy. Are you, are you sowing seeds of frustration, maybe even a marriage? Like lay those things down. Come to the altar, lay those things down and confess it to a prayer person. Let them pray with you. The Bible says when two or more are gathered, let somebody agree with you in faith and lay that seed down at the altar and you get to leave with a brand new seed for a brand new harvest. And I can imagine that some of you today, how you may be feeling right now and you may be saying, well, no, I probably deserve a bad harvest because I have done so many things wrong. And if you're feeling that today, I wanna share this with you. In addition to laws of sowing and reaping in the Bible, there's another law and it's called the law of grace. It's the law of mercy. It's the song we sing where like, it was supposed to be me on the cross. I should be paying for my sins. This is where I should go, but Jesus paid a way that we don't have to. And God loves you so very much that he made a way for you where you have an opportunity to, to reap from that which you did not sow where God sowed a seed in that of his very own son, a seed that was crucified for our sins, a seed that didn't stay plant, that didn't stay in the ground. There was a seed that rose again. And we have an opportunity today to be a part of a harvest that, from a seed that we did not sow. And that is the law of grace. This is the gift of mercy, of salvation for us that God is inviting us into. And if you've never prayed that prayer to say, God, I, I wanna receive your gift of forgiveness. I wanna make you the Lord and savior of my life. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. If you wanna pray that today, I'm gonna ask that you come down when the prayer partners are here and tell them I want to pray the prayer of salvation. And they are prepared and they are ready to say that with you today. In addition to that, we have communion which is a moment where we can all say, thank you, God, for the seed that was sown for the forgiveness of my sins. And God, I repent for the times that I either lived in disbelief or unbelief or the times that I was lazy or the times that I was straight up mocking you because I thought I could reap something that I wasn't sowing. God, I was reaping to the, to the flesh and I was trying to sow in the spirit. God, I repent of that and I lay it down at the altar and I thank you for the price that was paid for me to be able to do that. It's the power of communion. So if you would go ahead and stand with me as we close, I'm gonna ask that you think about your one area, your one area, not two, three, or four, but your one area where you would like to see a different harvest. And I'm gonna ask that you come down during prayer and that you lay it at the altar. It may not seem like much today, but over time it will reap a harvest of righteousness in your life if you do not give up. So just as a sign of surrender, would you symbolically just hold out that seed that you've been sowing, that's reaping a harvest that you're not proud of and with every head bowed and every eye closed. And if you're comfortable, you can lift your hands just as an act of surrender and say, God, I've surrendered this seed to you. God, the seed that I've been sowing that's been reaping a harvest that does not honor you. God, I release this seed in my life today, whether it's a phone obsession or lust or just not being intentional with my time. I'm, I'm doing some things sometimes, but God, I wanna do it all the time. I wanna be consistent in these areas of my life. God, I pray that you will speak to each one of us. Show us where we can start to sow different seed to reap a harvest of righteousness. And God, for the one who's like, I'm just not sure this Jesus thing is working. 
I'm just not sure this walk with Jesus is worth it. God, would you encourage them right now by the power of your Holy Spirit to encourage them to not give up, to not give up, to not give up, to not give up praying, to not give up pursuing, to not give up reading, to not give up fasting, to not give up worship, to not, God, just a spirit of do not give up. God, we surrender to you. We surrender to your will. God, have your way with us. Prayer partners, if you would go ahead and come on down. The prayer partners are here. If you need salvation, if you're gonna sow that seed and leave it at the altar, the band is going to lead us in a time of worship. This is your moment to respond and leave it at the Thank you for listening to the Purpose Church Podcast. If God used this message to impact your life, Tell us your story by emailing mystory@thepurposechurch.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at thepurposechurch.com to get connected and receive all the latest information.